What's happening? Morning, studio. Morning. I was hearing that the Tooth Fairy is giving even more money now than it used to. Oh, boy. Uh, How much? The Tooth Fairy, a 50-cent increase from last year to uh, generally... The Tooth Fairy leaves about $4.70. Oh, yeah. Now, has the Tooth Fairy left any money at your house? Yes, plenty of money. And it looks like they're following the new guidelines because they've done about $5 a tooth. Oh, nice. You? Yeah, I mean, occasionally he comes, but the Your pan- Fairy's a guy? Mine's yeah. a girl. Wow, the Tooth Fairy to me has always been a girl. Oh, well. Well, I've never seen her, but I, I assume it's a girl. Yeah, I've seen her. What? Yeah, when I was a kid, I saw her. Yeah. I, I wasn't supposed to. I saw her leave. I woke up like right when it was. No happening. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been scared to talk about it because I, I didn't know if. Well, this is a safe place. But now though. I feel comfortable. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you're just afraid as a guy? Yeah. In the pandemic, it was a little rough. Social oh. distancing wasn't coming to the house. You let that dude in your kid's room? <laughs> <laughs> you can't really let him. They come. Yeah, they you're come. right. Well, that's about five. I saw that this morning. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go over now. We're going to do it early because Jimmy Allen's about to come in. So let's open up the mailbag. Here we go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. It's currently 2.21 a.m. as I send you this email. I've been listening to our upstairs neighbor. It's extremely loud and extremely annoying music since about 11.20 tonight. For the first hour-ish, they were playing it so loud the bass was rattling the glass of water on my nightstand. They've been doing the same thing for about a week now, but usually it starts around 8 and stops by 10. I am extremely non-confrontational, hence me writing to you instead of getting out of bed and going to chat with them. And I don't want to be that neighbor that complains, but something's got to give. I'm requesting the world-class advice giver's advice. What do I do? Should I suck it up and confront the neighbor? Should I complain to the apartment's administrator? Any other suggestions? Thanks for listening to my tired rant. Sleep-deprived and annoyed in Colorado. Yeah, when it gets to keeping you awake at night, something has to be done. I understand being non-confrontational, and there are ways to handle this as a non-confrontational person by telling someone else to do the confronting. Mm-hmm. The first thing I would do if I'm non-confrontational is let the apartment complex manager know and say exactly what you said to me. Hey, this neighbor is not only doing this, I'm not hearing it, but other people are hearing it too. Can you please say something that after 9.30 that they turn their music down or off. The thing is, the person may not even know their music is reverberating through the apartment. True. They may know that it's kind of loud, but they may not know. There's times in the morning when I'm getting ready for work and Caitlin's asleep because it's still dark outside. I mean, And I had music on and I'm in the kitchen far away. And she'll text me and go, hey, would you mind turning that down? I'm like, how are you even hearing that? But somehow it's going through a wall. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll turn it off. Hey, thanks for the heads up. That's probably a little bit of what's happening here. This person also is not just being a good neighbor, but I would let the the, the apartment, you know, manager know. Uh, if that doesn't work, I'd leave an anonymous anonymous note. I'd see when they go to work, <laughs> and I'd leave a note on their door. That's step Ooh. two. Yeah, you better hope they don't see you though. Yeah, well, that's why I would wait and see what car they drove when the car left. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's so an apartment scared. complex. Uh-huh. You look out, you see when everybody's home when they're not yeah. home. Okay, I would leave a note. Um, I probably, in the meantime, would hit the ceiling though. Be like, shut up. Oh, with a broomstick? No, because then they're going to know that you're the one. No, but I'm trying to sleep. But that's confrontational. But not really, because Mm -hmm. you're not confronting them in person. 
Yeah, but they still they know where you live and they can come kill you. Okay. Well, whoa, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Elevate it quickly. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, then what's your advice? My, I'm glad you said apartment complex, like the management. That's the perfect route because my brain initially went to calling the police. Like noise complaint. <laughs> you were going to call Jeez. the police before you. Oh, Karen. Amy's got a murderer and a police call. It. Like she's taking this thing to level 10. Well, I was like, how? that's what you do with the noise complaint. Like, but you're right. The property manager the apartment complex should be who handles it. And then you're out of it. And I would even honestly contact them anonymously. Oh, I wouldn't because you have to tell them where you live. Mm -mm. I don't want anybody to know I'm the snitch. (laughs) I don't. Amy's watched too many drug documentaries. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I get it. But I think those drug documentaries and the cartel shows she watches have (laughs) created some trauma in her. I just, yeah, I don't want anybody to retaliate. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, just go to the apartment complex. They probably deal with this all the time and know how to handle it. Uh, but good luck getting to sleep. That stinks. But thank you for emailing. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jimmy Allen. Went over to your social media just to see what was going on. At least to know like the last thing you were up to. Because mm. maybe that would be interesting. And I type in your name. And the first thing that pops up in this this question here says, well, it says people ask, how did Jimmy Allen get famous? Yeah. That's like the most asked question. If I were to ask you that question, how did you get famous? Well, first I would say I'm not famous. (laughs) But two, I would say uh, hard work, honestly, and people give me an opportunity. But if they're talking about my start, I got discovered playing a writer's round at Puckett's Grocery Store in Franklin. A writer's round where you get up and, and play songs that you wrote? Yeah, it was. it's like where they have, <clears throat> for people listening, you know, you have two or three or four songwriters or artists on stage, and you just take turns singing songs you wrote. And I got discovered in Franklin, Tennessee, by a guy named Ash Bowers. That's my manager now. So did... He go looking for you, or did he go and find you accidentally? He actually found me accidentally because I actually only played because um, someone canceled, and then he was actually playing because Ash was a songwriter too because someone canceled. So we just happened to be there at the same time. So I called out of both my jobs, and I was like, "Well, I at least get two hundred dollars and a free meal and get to play music." So when? And then I actually met Ash, and he signed me two weeks later. So your manager now was also playing. On the same show as you, mm-hmm. which people may not know, he was I mean, like a legit artist. Yeah, Ash was 10, a 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, Ash, Ash, Ash was an artist and, you know, songwriter. And he actually wrote Freedom Was a Highway, my new single with me, me, him, and Matt Rogers. So your manager's also writing with you. Yeah, I made it. I don't know, it sounds incestual, man. Because <laughs> I like, I, you know, Ash is one of the most, what I loved about him choosing him for him to be my manager is because he used to be an artist so he knows what an artist needs and he's a hustler dude like he's a, he's a redhead you know he's a, he's a shark he's a hustler and he's a great songwriter so I said let's write and then we wrote it and yeah will you explain to our audience what exactly a manager does because I think it gets lost on people in the industry we know what a manager does mm-hmm. but what would you say your manager does for you that makes it so important I would say your manager is Someone that one gives you advice, but he's your spokesperson. You know, he's the person that makes phone calls for you to try to set up deals. He's the in between between you and the label, between you and your booking agency, between you and the show, between you and um, 
he's a person that speaks on your behalf. Uh, he 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 works hard for you, uh, or she works hard for you. I used to act like my own manager before I had one. I created a fake email and was like, "Hey, I'm calling on behalf of my artist Jimmy," because <laughs> it's more people take it more serious when you have representation, and that's what it is. Representation. That's your manager. Okay, so can you then explain what an agent and the difference in an agent and a manager? Yeah, a booking agent. If we're talking booking agent, he's the person that or she's the person that contacts. Uh, show bookers and venues to book you shows. And then you have an acting agent. They're the ones that try to get you movie roles and commercial roles and you know TV roles and stuff. And the difference between a manager and an agent is? Um, I would say the difference between a manager and an agent is the agent works directly with the venue that you're going to play at. Your manager works with the agent to make sure everything is taken care of by the venue. I would say the difference is 5%. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and in some cases, 10%. In some cases, more. <laughs> or 15 That is true. That is true. Uh, how did you get Brad Paisley on the song? Was that a call or a text, or did you have your agent or manager do that? Uh, well, I um, was at Brad's house one day after the opera. He texted me. He was like, hey, um, come to my house after the opera, because Darius is coming over. Tim's coming. Uh, I was in Tim McGraw. And Bill Shatner. At first, I didn't know who Bill Shatner was. Who's Bill Shatner? And then my friend's like, William Shatner. I said, oh, the Unsolved Mystery guy. The dude used to scare me before I went to bed at night. Got it. So we go there. I don't Wait, think no, he's, no, he's no, not. No, he's not Unsolved Mysteries. He that was, was Mysteries? Rescue 911, I think. Yeah. 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 Just alike. Yeah. Robert Stack. <laughs> yes. They're both old white men. Dude, yes, they look yes. just like <laughs> me. Is that racist? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> they, were, they were doing similar you shows. Sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're, that's crazy. Yeah, it's still like a mysterious yes. show in a way, like suspenseful music. Got it. Yeah, we. I yeah. still have no idea who William Shatner is. But anyway. Star Trek. <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, right, cool. yeah. I'm old enough to know Star Trek. Um, but we're there, and me, Darius, and Tim, and Brad were just going around in circles playing new songs. I play for him as a highway. He starts like <laughs> picking on it. So I called him the next week and said, hey, I'm going to do a collaboration album. Um, you want to do this song with me? He was like, yeah, sure. And he, he hopped on it. and That was it? Yeah. You called with your own voice and asked him with his own voice? Mm-hmm. I'd be so scared of rejection. Oh, my God. I can say, I've been rejected so much, bro. You kind of get used to it. Come on. We <laughs> all know what rejection feels like. But I feel like each no brings you closer to you. Yes. They can't say no forever because I keep bugging you until you say uh, yeah. They can, and they have to me. So let's <laughs> leave that there. What's your Starbucks drink there in your hand? Uh, it's uh, white chocolate mocha, no whip, with uh, almond milk. Do you order it yourself, or are you like me, where you have an order that sounds delicate, and and you you don't want to order it because you don't maybe want them to think that you like a delicate. Oh, drink. you well, think white chocolate mocha? I wear is skinny delicate. leather. Yeah. I wear skinny leather pants, so I'm not really worried okay. about being delicate. So, but today my day to day manager picked it up for me. But normally I call Starbucks while I'm laying in bed. I like uh, Uber Eats it or Postmate it. That way, as soon as I get up and stretch, it's at the front door, and oh, it's the best. On your Uber Eats, though, is it is your name and picture up there? Hmm. Mm-mm. Just my name. But does it say Jimmy Allen? Nah, just my legal name. I didn't know Jimmy Allen wasn't your real name. Oh, no, it's James. I know that, yeah. but it was Allen, is that your real yeah, name? Yeah, Allen, yep. Okay, I guess James yeah. Allen would have put me on Jimmy James Allen. Big difference. Edward, James Edward Allen third. Well, yeah. mine is Bobby Bones and my headshot, and I'm just begging <laughs> when someone pulls up. They're like, hey, man, is that you? And I'm like, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, stop bothering no me. Yeah, pictures, no more pictures, no more pictures. Like, no, 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 your your makeup person just left. Prefer. You're ready. <laughs> hey, what's up with uh, Neon Union? Because I've been seeing them on your yeah. Instagram. Um, so I signed Neon Union. What does that mean you uh, signed them? So first we signed them to a production deal. Me and my buddy Aaron Bimmer, just been in Blue County, and John Marks. And um, then we signed them to a management deal. And they're this duo, 
Andrew actually met him on the elevator in Nashville, and he was like, dude, Jimmy, I love your music. He's a fan. I'm playing Whiskey Jam if you want to come out. I said, dude, I'm going to come. Went and heard him sing. Dude's a great singer. He's like a 6'5 version of Luke Holmes. I actually have him say to my phone under Luke Holmes. And then Leo, the black dude, the old country boy, he used to play bass when he was 16 for Lauryn Hill. But the past nine years, he's been Pitbull's bass player. So I met him through Pitbull. He was like, I got this dude. He's a country artist. I don't know what to do with him. So I said, instead of trying to take them both solo, why don't we put them together? Because duos and country music is wide open right now. You know, so we just got them their first record deal. Um, I think their first single's going out in April. They're going on tour with me this year. So, man, my biggest thing, I've always just wanted to use my platform to give other artists the opportunity that Ash gave me. So, Did you ever think of trying to do a duo or be in a band when you moved to Nashville? Or was it always yeah. be a solo artist? I used to be in a band. Um, I was solo when I first moved here. Then I, was, then I was in a band called Mercury Lane. Then I was in a band called Color of London. My guitar player slash keyboard player I just brought on, we actually used to be in Color of London together. Um, you know, we had a couple label offers, but they wanted me to, like, change and not be who I am. And I'm too stubborn to change. I am who I am. Uh, so then we ended up breaking up because he didn't want to tour no more for a while and uh, ended up just doing a solo thing. I love bands. You know, on your Instagram, a lot of family up there. You just mm-hmm. had another baby. What's what's been the biggest difference in another kid? Is it different? Some people say, "Hey, just adding another one." Once man, you have a couple, it's nah, all the same. Bro. Once you go from two to three, you go from playing man to man to zone coverage because you're outnumbered. You know, uh huh. But it's the difference is trying to make sure the third child feels as much love while not giving a third child more love and attention than you give the other two um, balance. But it's not really hard. You know I mean? I look at it like if you love them, whatever you love, you make work and you make time for her. So that's what me and Alexis are doing. And she's the best, by the way. My wife's amazing. I do not deserve her at all. But. Why do you think she picked you then? Huh? Because I have this struggle too. <laughs> this is the same question. Bro, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And the thing was... Like, somebody one time was, like, in my comments. Like, I, I'm i the type of artist that if someone comes in my comments talking crazy, I'm coming back at you. Like, don't think just because I'm a singer, I'm not going to say what I want to say back to you. So somebody said, well, she's only with you for the money. So I looked at the dude. I said, well, first of all, if you think she's with me for the money, she'd never be with you. Um, <laughs> two, she's not because she had her own money. Like, her yeah. parents are loaded. You know what I mean? Um, but she's from the same small town as me. Um, for us... We don't get too wrapped up in the whole, like I'm in the music industry, I could care less about it. You know what I mean? Most of my friends that I hang out with are just normal people. You know, they're, you know, electricians, they're school teachers, they work at a gym. Um, But she's a real person. Um, You know, she loves me. She loves my family. I love her family. And she reminds me of home because I can talk about things from our small town in Delaware that only she would understand. And when I got married, I told myself I wanted to marry someone that can appreciate the things that I find important. And she could. And it doesn't hurt that she looks good. (laughs) That doesn't hurt. (laughs) That doesn't hurt. (laughs) So your, your town, what's it called again? Milton. What is Milton like? If I were to go to Milton today, what do I see? Well, now at Milton, you see we got a grocery store. Uh, there's a bunch of soybean fields around, chicken plants, farms. Um, speed limit's 25 all the way through. Uh, how many? We got um, we got a lot of traffic lights now. But Milton, you know, it's just a little small town, man. Literally everybody knows everybody. Uh, average person there got about eight, nine teeth. 
You know, <laughs> you know, small town living, but it's good, man. I, I go home to Delaware a lot. You know, I enjoy going home to Delaware, fishing all day, and then going to the Moose Lodge at night. You can get drunk and full on eight dollars and seventy five cents. So it was a good day. It's just simple. What was high school like for you? High school was cool, man. I um, I was in theater, but also played sports. So, um, and my girlfriend was a gothic chick. You know, that wore like all black and stuff like that. But um, high school with me was cool. I didn't really, I wasn't in one of the, you know, how to have the bubbles, the jocks, the gothic, the band, the ROTC kids. I did it all. I did ROTC, did band, uh, played sports, did theater. Um, yeah, high school was fun, man. I really got to meet people, you know, different kinds of, of, uh, of people. And that's what I loved about growing up where I did to where, you know, I didn't know what being treated different was because of the color of your skin until I moved to the South. Because up there, it's just, it is what it is. Everybody fishes. Everybody hunts. Most people went to church. Everybody listened to country. Everybody listened to hip-hop. And everybody dated whoever you want to date, you know. Um, and everybody just was taught to just, you know, love the person. And, uh, yeah, so I thought it was, my childhood was great. High school was great. College was great. Yeah. When you decided to move to Nashville, what was the... When did it hit you that you got to make the move? Like, what was the what was what was that day? Um, I was at my grandma's house, and I knew I wanted to get into music, and I knew I wanted to do. I knew country music was the place where I wanted to go, and I said I can't do that from here. So, I said, all right, let's leave. And I literally left the next morning. I went to Walmart. I packed that whole day in my little Malibu. Went to Walmart, bought a, a, a blow-up bed, threw it in the back, packed my clothes. I said, Mom, I'm moving to Nashville. She said, when? I said, tomorrow. She said, okay, go down there, have fun, chase your dream, do what you want to do. And I packed up and left. I just hit a point where if you realize what you want to do in life and you can't make it happen from where you are, just go. If you notice, whenever people make a set of timeline, I'm going to move this year, I'm going to do this, they never do it. So just up and go. And there was like, because I'm like, you can find a job anywhere until you get Walmart's always hiring, Target's always hiring, Starbucks always hiring. You can always find a job. But I said I needed to be here in order to meet the people I need to meet to um, get to where I want to go. When you got here, where did you work as you were trying to make it? I was working at this old gym. It's torn down now. Uh, well, they closed it. It's called Prairie Life Fitness in Cool Springs. Uh, that's where I met T. Roy from Montgomery Gentry. That's where I met Aaron Benward. That's where I met uh, uh, Rodney Atkins, Joe Nichols, B.B. Winans. And I was serving these guys their protein shakes and uh, making them like sandwiches and stuff like that. So it was it was cool. Did you ever meet one of those guys and they were like, hey, like they gave you sage old advice? Nah, they were all real cool. You know, they kept it 100. I remember when T-Roy first walked in, because my dad was a huge Montgomery Gentry fan. And T-Roy walked in, I said, oh, that's T-Roy. So I told the dude I was working, I said, yo, I'm about to take a break real quick. So I'll go in the, in the little workout area, and T-Roy's on the treadmill. So in my work in my work clothes, I get on the treadmill next to T-Roy to start walking, <laughs> right? And then he gets up and goes to this bench press machine. I go on the bench press machine right next to him. I'm not even working out. I'm just laying down on it while he's lifting. So he sits up and says, hey, what's up, man? What's your name? I said, Jimmy. I said, dude, huge fan. Love your music, bro. He said, so what are you doing? I said, I work out there in a snack bar. He said, do you want to do music or something else? I said, I want to do country music. He said, dude, here's my cell phone number. And T-Roy gave me his number. It was 2007. And we were friends from that day to, to the day he died. And he was just a cool dude. Like, he just kept it 100. And that's what I appreciate about it. Who could bench press more at the, in their prime? You or him? Oh, in their prime? 
Because I feel like you're, you're in your prime right now, but he... Yeah, I feel like his prime lasted a long time. So, I don't know. He's a big guy. He is a big, he is a yeah. big dude. So, I, T-Roy would probably have to have that, but... My ego would probably tell me I could out bench press him, but I seen him bench press, so probably not. I could definitely squat more than him, though. He had little legs. He skipped leg day a lot. <laughs> Jimmy, congratulations Thank man, you. on everything. You know, I, I feel like I'm always saying that to you. Nominated for a Grammy, won CMA. Thank it's you. It's just, uh, it's one thing after another. But the thing is, as much as it feels like it was overnight, I mean, it was the opposite of that, yeah. right? It's like, congratulations on your overnight success that yeah. took you 15 years <laughs> yeah, to get. Yeah, took 15 years. Yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been cool, you know, to see kind of how everything has come together. And not for me, but people, I, people don't realize how important your team are, your team is, um, because it takes uh, people that are willing to hustle and hear the word no a lot but still keep going back. Um, you know, so shout out to my team for helping put me in places to be successful because that's what I think helped me this year um because 2021 when I did get the ACM the CMA and the Grammy nomination we didn't have a number one at all we didn't even have a top 10 last year but my team put me in other places like whether it was like you know a mentor on on American Idol performing there whether it was Dance with the Stars whether it was other game shows other TV shows um so to just continue to build the name uh, recognition because I tell people it's not about me ever going pop but it's about taking who I am and the music I make and embedding it into pop culture because um, that's where it's a it's a you have people that watch Dance with the Stars that don't listen to country music so they don't I'm like how can they find me over here if they're over there all right I need to go over there so shout out to my team for <clears throat> working hard to make that happen I mean, seventh place, not not bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I mean, I you, did, you did fine. I mean, listen, you did I fine. wanted to win, <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to let Bobby be the Thank one to bring you. to Nashville. I did do Thank some of the you. Dance with Stars tour. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Man. I did a little bit of that, too. It was fun, yeah, it was dude. Fun. And you had the great Less partner. pressure, too. Oh, there was, yeah. Nobody's no. judging you. They're just happy to see you. Mm-hmm. And again, Emma is just She's greatest. cool. Yeah, man. Well, congratulations Thank on everything. At Jimmy Allen, you guys want to follow him on Instagram. And another big week with another massive song. And you are playing our iHeart Country Festival yeah. uh, coming up in May. So just another one of the massive artists playing the festival. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. See you soon. Yeah. There he is. Jimmy Allen, everybody. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. During an interview with E's Daily Pop, Dolly Parton talked about how she keeps her 55-year marriage to Carl Dean fresh. I like to dress up for Carl. Every every day I, I put on some makeup and fix my hair because I think, well, the whole world, I'm out here and, and everybody else sees me all dressed up and I'm not going to just kind of go home and just flop on him. Maddie and Tay shared the message of their new album, Through the Madness, Volume 1. A lot of these songs have a very hopeful message underneath a lot of it um, kind of threaded through and so I envisioned this project being a record that people can go to when they are going through the madness like I wanted it to be that obvious Casey Musgraves is currently out on tour and allowed one of her fans to pick a song she would cover the fan picked for Casey to cover Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 here's a clip Morgan number two, that's your skinny. 
It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A Rhode Island woman stepped up to become a kidney donor for a toddler in need. Jessica David had been on the donor registry for more than eight years before she saw a flyer about Garen, who's a kid, and how he was searching for a donor. The two-year-old was born with a disease, needed a transplant, so she reached out to the boy's family directly and started doing the paperwork, and then they have to do the matching process because you can't just donate. You have to see if you're a match, and she was. They had a successful transplant. She's back to her normal self. It took her a few weeks to get back to normal, but prior to the surgery, Jess got the opportunity to meet his family, and she's like, man, this is crazy, and she wants to encourage people to be an organ donor, and here's a clip of Jessica talking about it. Well, it's a pretty easy way to be a hero, so <laughs> so I definitely recommend it. It's crazy adult can do that for a toddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think they take the whole thing, do they? Which, can you, can you imagine putting a huge kidney in a little kid, and all of a sudden they're like... That's a- I think, no, it's the liver where you take part of it, That's but the true. kidney, you have to do the whole thing, and I think that the organ size is the same. No way. They're As born with a kidney? An that adult big? size kidney? I don't know. Maybe the kid just gets a rocking kidney that's Maybe. really big. Yeah, or it fits in there just nice and they grow a little bit and it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> finally right got it. some room. <laughs> it's uh, like clothes are a little too big. <laughs> you grow into them. He just grows out of his kidney. Yeah. A child older than two years of age can get an adult kidney. They fit in fine. Wow. They're dead. Oh, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> It's time to play a really hard game. Never going to get it. We call it that because we don't think the caller will ever get it. And the caller is Avery in Austin, Texas. Let's go over and say hi to Avery. Hi, Avery. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Avery, have you heard the game before? Yes. It's tough. But if you win, you will get not only crap from the back, but a limited edition okay. Beanie Baby. Ooh. I don't know how limited it is. It's just in a bag. <laughs> Scuba, do you know what the crap from the back is? Yeah, I've got a four things puzzle. Um, what? That's cool. It's back there. A Trisha Yearwood cookbook. Yeah. And a pair of sandals that are size 11. They're red sandals. <laughs> They're probably sent for me then, honestly. Red, Maybe. size 11? Possibly. What's that? What are they? What kind? Um, They are uh, Hari Mari. Oh, yeah, those are good. Those are nice. Yeah, and then we'll, oh, throw, we'll throw in a Beanie Baby, too. Okay. There you go. Okay. Somehow, Amy's stuff and my stuff ended up in this, <laughs> as you can tell. I'm like, hey, uh, it's a good puzzle. Okay, here we go. Nearly one in five people under 25 years old have never done this once common thing. What is it? Oh. Nearly one in five people under age 25 have never done this once common thing. What is it? Uh, How old are you, Avery? Can I ask? I'm 36. 36? Okay. So you probably would just be aged out of never having done this, I would think. But uh, nearly one in five people under 25 have never done this. Show, let me know when you're in. Oh, yeah, this is an easy one. In. All right, Avery, you get to go first. If you nail it, you get the prize. So go ahead. Drive a car. Drive a car. Kids nowadays don't want to drive themselves. You're right. That's true. Kids don't want to drive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My nephew... Just turned 16, he's like, I don't really want to get a license. What? When I was 16, I was like, please. I, was, I had a permit at 14. Day I turned 16, I was rocking. Uh, the answer is not drive a car. Okay. Now, you get to pick one of these jabronis here on the show to team up with. Who would you like to team up with? Okay, only because I need to hear the song. 
Are you sitting on your phone as you're Wait. talking to us? <laughs> what she said, I thought she picked me, and then it sounds like maybe she picked Lunchbox. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know what she said. Who did I, you? I want Lunchbox. What did she yeah. say about me? I don't know. I thought she I picked mean, you at the first, Amy, but I don't know. I mean, Amy, you always win, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Amy, yeah. what is your answer? I have talked on the landline. Talked on the landline phone. Got it. Eddie. Flown on an airplane. Morgan. I have get married. Ray. <laughs> Change the TV channel manually. Wow, that's a good one. Manually? Back in the day, you have to you had to get up. Yeah. Way back in the day, you had to get oh, up yeah. and turn the channel. Turn the knobs, remote. yeah. Uh, back in my day. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They have no idea. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Lunchbox, do you, you match any of them? I do. One of them is right. And you were going to say that. And it's Amy that is right. Because it's use a home phone. Because no one has that home phone anymore. The one with the cords. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh. So, Eddie, yours was terrible. Morgan's was absolutely dumb. Because, I don't know. Okay, Morgan's whoa. isn't bad. No, get married, of course. People aren't getting married that young. People used to get married young well, all the time. It's I'm not just telling you that me and you are right. She just won crap from the back. Let's end the segment. Go. Eddie, your answer was? Flying on an airplane. Flying on an airplane is yes. wrong. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, get married. Wrong. Dang. Raymundo. What do you say? Oh, changing. Change the channel. Wrong. Oh. Amy! Interesting. Boom! She gets to hear the song. She gets Use to a hear home the... phone. Yeah, that's us. Or a landline. That's the same, same thing. Whatever. Yeah. Wrong. What? Oh, got him. Well, what, what is it? You said it used to be so common. So far, she's 0 for 2. Uh, let's go to the coin flip. Yes. Heads or tails, Avery. <sighs> Heads it is. Wow. So she does win. Nice yeah. job. Yeah. We will send you this. The answer is write a check. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nearly one of five people under 25 have never written a check. Avery, you won even though you lost. That means. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Four out of five have. Yeah. I mean, speaking of old rotary phones, I think Avery's on one now. <laughs> it's amazing how she's calling us from a cup with a string. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's talking through it right now. Avery, uh, congratulations. You won. We're going to send you some crap from the back. Which, you want a Beanie Baby option? You can have either a, what is that? A rooster? It's a rooster. Pink rooster. What's his name? Or a shark. Would you like a rooster or a shark? The rooster's pretty. The shark is cool. You need the baby shark. Baby shark. All right, baby. Avery, you're the winner. Thank you for playing, and uh, hopefully you'll call us again sometime soon, okay? Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. The age-old question of how much do you pay a babysitter? Oof. I don't have kids, but let's talk about this for a second because Eddie brought this to me and asked me, and I was like, I don't know. Well, a nickel? Like, what do you pay a babysitter? That's uh, what I'm saying. That. A nickel an hour? That's what I'm saying. What's the situation? Well, we got a new babysitter, and usually- for four kids? Your babysitter watches four kids? Uh-huh, four kids. I mean, she but, better be making bank. Yes. Well, here's the thing. When a babysitter starts, usually they're younger, right? And so they always say, oh, just pay me whatever you, you want. And it's like, oh, this is it. This is our chance pay to- Pay me whatever you want. They, I'm telling you, out of like the 10 babysitters we've had, they've all said that. And I told my wife, this is our chance to go low. Because some of these other babysitters we have, they're great. They're really good babysitters, but they charge a lot. And if we're going to go out to dinner for four hours, dude, it's expensive. So I said, just tell her $10. And my wife goes, no, 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 that is insulting. And so she settled with 15 and my wife told me that's a deal. $15 an hour is a deal. So we went with 15 but I don't know what the right price is. Will you Google, Mike, what the average babysitter makes? 
And what would you say it is? Yeah, I would say 15 is appropriate for four kids. Oh, I And you think, want, yeah. like, it, depending on their age, like, I've paid people $10 before, but they're young and they're more, like, playing with my kids. The average hourly rate for a babysitter is $18 for one child. Oh, Whoa. an hour. An hour. Right. 21 so bucks for two kids. Get out of here. And by this, 24 27, about 28 bucks for four kids an hour. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I just my feel goodness. like, well, it depends on, yeah, Eddie, what, if you have someone super young there, but you don't want someone super young watching your, like, you don't want your 12-year-old neighbor coming over to watch your four kids. So, yeah, if you're getting, like, an adult or someone that's 18, 17, 18, 20, yeah, 15, 20 bucks at least. I did get, so, like, a couple of years back, you got a, a girl, and she was a professional, like, a teacher or something, and we got, we, it was a steal for $8 an hour. What? Steal. You paid a she teacher? She babysat one oh, time. That's Never like, yeah, you yeah, almost because get what you, you paid, paid for, huh? It was almost the thing where she's like, we'd ask her again, and she'd be like, oh, I'm busy, oh, I'm busy, and then that's when I realized, yeah, like, because, oh, it was the $8. Yeah, she's busy for 8 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, she spent eight, her, <laughs> all her crap. money in gas getting over there. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, go to our Facebook page. We'll put it up. Here's a question. Be real, though. Here's the question for Eddie's four kids. Although your oldest son's 14. Like, he should do it, but he's not responsible. No, he shouldn't have to be babysat. But he can help. Yeah, he should help, but he's one of the ones that they have to babysit. So he... (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) If I were Eddie's 14-year-old and he said this about me on the air, I'd kill him. (laughs) I would kill you. Maybe he'll learn from this. And Eddie, you said four hours, which I know getting out is, like, super important. But if you have to pay a little more for a a quality sitter and so that they feel respected for their job and what they're doing, like, maybe go out for two and a half hours. Hours and then you have a little extra money to give to the sitter. I mean, that's we'll fine. We'll put up on our Facebook oh. how much do you pay a babysitter to babysit four kids? Yes, yeah, a bit realistic. About and I'm it. sure, like city to city, it varies. Nope. We have <laughs> one answer. Town to town. One answer only. Yeah. All right, Facebook search for Bobby Bone Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I have a list of the world's most valuable brands. Okay. T- oh, Apple. Got to be number one. Number one. Yeah, got to be. I just saw a story where Apple is like 10 other huge companies combined. Like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not shocked. Do you know number two? The <sighs> next biggest this. one. Think about it. Amazon. Yes. Ooh, speaking Ooh. of Amazon, did you see that Jeff Bezos went on a double date with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson? I did. Yeah. Who's this guy think he is? Well, yeah. no. How cool For is both that? of them. That's the coolest <laughs> for both of them. He gets to go hang out with them. They get to hang out with him. That's crazy. Who would be cooler to hang out with? I'd pick Bezos really? over Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Oh, Kim K. I have no, I don't, I don't care at all about Kim K or Pete Davidson. Like to hang out with. Yeah. I would love to talk to a billionaire. Yeah, you yeah. would love to talk to him and pick his brain. That'd but I mean, Kim has a super successful business too. Yeah, it's different. But and Kim Pete's got, funny. But Kim got famous for being famous and then turned that into a business. He went straight business brain with no notoriety yeah. and turned that into something. Yeah. So, okay, number three. We use it every day. Mm, toilet paper. <laughs> what? Google. Oh, yeah. We do use it every day. Yes. Is Facebook or Meta up there? Yeah. it's Facebook is seven. What's what? Give me four and five. Four and five. Four is Microsoft. Five is Walmart. Ooh. Microsoft just bought the Call of Duty brand, paid like billions of dollars for wow. it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't even know. This is a global brand. Number nine is Howie. Oh, Mandel. Wa- Howie Huawei. Mandel. No, Howie Mandel. Sorry. He hosts- Sorry, I have Comedian. it phonetically here for me. Huawei. No, it's Wawa. Is it the gas station? It says it's a tech company like Wawa the gas station. <laughs> no, oh, not even okay. that many. Scuba's like, no, I, I think it's 7-Eleven. Scuba jumps in trying to sound all smart. What brand do you think you're most loyal to? Apple. Like, yeah. Nike? 
I thought no, about Nike, not, but no. I mean, I, I like Nike. Most loyal, probably Apple and just Apple. Yeah. What else? So uh, there's a list of commonly misheard phrases, and they make sense both ways. You might just be hearing it wrong or saying it wrong. So you want to hear the top five? Go ahead. Um, Alzheimer's disease. Oh, but, people say Alzheimer's. Yeah. Well, no, actually, people say old timers. I never oh. heard old timers. old timers. I hear Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's, which mm-hmm. is the right. I say way. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> That's just wrong. That is wrong. No, that one doesn't work. I know you said both are acceptable. I don't think that one works. Well, yeah. Old-timers. Okay, probably not acceptable, yes. Uh, Last-ditch effort. Or last... (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never heard that. that (laughs) Last-stitch effort. Never heard last-stitch. Okay. Happy as a clam. Yeah. I would never say that. Happy. You never said happy as a clam? No way. Who said that? Happy as a clam, happy. Happy as a clown. I think clouds are sad, though. Yeah, deep inside. Yeah. Okay. Take for granted. Take for granted. The Rock? Who would say take for granted? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Who made this list? Uh, what about this one? Bald face lie? Or bold face lie. Yeah. That's the only one that I can go. I've heard it said both ways. A bald face lie and a bold face lie. I bet what you've heard it? this one both ways. Coming down the pike. And pipe. Yeah. Okay. What's the real way? Because I don't know that. I would say if you were to, I would say probably the pike. Coming the down way. the pike. Is the real way. Is the, yeah. Huh. But some people say coming down the pike. Which makes more sense, though, because I'm sure. not sure what a pike is. A road? It's like a road. And then yeah. this one. Coleslaw. Or Coleswindell. <laughs> <laughs> or Coldslaw. Oh, Coleslaw. It's spelled cold. Coldslaw? No, yeah. it's not spelled cold. C-O-L-E. Yeah, Coleslaw. Yeah. But some people, if they've never written it or seen it, Coleslaw. they might say Coldslaw. Okay. On to the next. I pulled this story specifically for Lunchbox. Um, this North Carolina woman said that she only bought a Powerball ticket because her friend urged her to do so, and she won $150,000. She's a retired teacher, so it's super cool, and she plans to use her winnings to remodel her bathroom and give back to the community. you probably break them off a little bit if they encourage you to buy the ticket. Yeah. Like, you probably give them a couple thousand bucks if they're the one that's like, you should buy a ticket. I'm not giving you anything. Okay, there it is. All right, Merry Christmas. That is? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 911 dispatcher Megan Baberos, she's at work and she gets a call and it's a couple having a baby and she says, well, can you get to the hospital? And they're like, no, we have no car. We can't get to the hospital. So the 911 dispatcher says, all right, let me get the firefighters over there. And she calls out uh, firefighters in the area. Nothing. We're all busy. We're doing this. Okay. We're running out of time. So the 911 dispatcher says, okay, here's what you do. Get a blanket out. Let's get the mom in the bathroom. And she gives them a step-by-step on how to deliver the baby. And after it's like a book for that. Like she grabs the book and it goes, okay. Because you know how sometimes they'll sell, you know, these people that are selling us stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they can say hear this, them. go to the next line. They say this. I wonder if there's that. <laughs> oh, that. Sure. You can hear the paper in the background. Okay, uh, step one. Wow. And so she gives them a little step by step. And she says she was really nervous because finally she heard the head's coming out. The head's coming out. And finally the baby was born, but there was no breathing for about 10 seconds. And then she heard the cry. And baby Adeline was born and it's a healthy baby girl. Is that a weird time, Eddie, when the baby's born and the baby's not making any noise? Yes. Is that the scariest 10 seconds of your life? I felt like mine was two minutes because he was turning purple. 
He came out, wasn't breathing, and all the nurses and doctors start slapping him on the feet and on the head, like, start breathing, baby. Come on, something. And then finally, they spit out whatever that fluid is, and they start crying, and it's the most beautiful sound in the world. There are some days I wish you guys would do that to me. Slap like you I'm in the... I'm just not feeling good. I need my feet slapped. Yeah. My, like, just... Come on, Bobby. Like you, and I'm like, Ugh, and I'm like, oh, I feel better. There's we some. can try that. Hey, that 911 operator, good for her. Good for her. Nailed it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, what's going on over there with the morning corny? The morning corny. So I just finished a book called Fifty Shades of Gravy. Okay. It's very saucy. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. You snorted. Who snorted? She did. Amy snorted. It happens. Um, Okay. We are about to have Chris Stapleton on, which, by the way, I could list you every award he's won because he wins them all. But what's stunning is he only has two number ones. Wow. That's crazy. And the system's broken. That is stunning. His record just is his records crush and stay at live at number one. But starting over was a number one. Be my Recently. Starting over. Can you name his only other number one? Traveler? Oh, what's this is my point. He has so many awesome wow. songs. Did Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey? What? Broken Halos. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. And he has an, a song this week that's going for number one, which will be his third, which is You Should Probably Leave. Yeah, you should probably leave. I want to read you uh, something about Chris here. So back in 2014, there was a review of this song, and the writer wrote, uh, You Should Probably Leave has no discernible melody. The storyline is dull. It's a dull dishwasher, and the tempo is excruciatingly slow. What oh, wow. on earth? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That writer? Come on. Morgan number two. No, it wasn't. It wasn't her. I'm just kidding. It's in 2014. Uh, So Chris is about to be on in like 30 seconds or so. Uh, Do you want to hear all of his awards or no? Yeah. Okay. Chris Stapleton, 23 million certified units. I don't know what that means. 7.8 billion streams. Traveler went four times platinum. From A Room, platinum. Uh, five-time Grammy Award winner, 16 CMAs, Jeez. nine ACMs, oh four CMT, Songwriter of the Decade recipient at the ACMs. Right, where's the money amount? Oh, uh, <laughs> Worth. <laughs> I, that's not on here. That's not on here. All right, here we go. He's on now. Let's talk to Chris Stapleton. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chris Stapleton. Chris, what's up, buddy? How's it going, brother Bobby? You hey. all right today? Yeah, I'm doing good. I haven't seen you in a while. How you been? Uh, you know, better not deserve, I suppose. <laughs> hey, I was thinking about you. I was talking to a lady that listens to the show who's from Kentucky. And where is she from? Corbin? Corbin, Kentucky? Yes. So, Chris, you grew up in Staffordsville. Like, Is that where you spent most of like, your childhood? Yeah, that's, I mean, that was where I, my home was, the kind of the county seat with Paintsville, Kentucky. Uh, Staffordsville consisted of a few houses and a post office. Well, I was going to ask, like, what was your hometown like? Like, if I were to drive into it, like, what is Staffordsville, and where else would you go growing up as a teenager? Well, like I said, Staffordsville was pretty much some houses and a post office. The town, Paintsville was the town where I went to high school and all that kind of stuff. We had a Walmart and Taco Bell and stuff like that. When you were, you know, wanting to do music, you I mean, you were musically inclined a bit as a kid. Where did you start to flex that muscle growing up in a small town in Kentucky? I grew up singing in church with uh, my brother and uh, some buddies of ours and did a bunch of that. But also, we just, you know, 
I had an uncle that played guitar, and I had another, and his brother was in a popular regional band, and so I had those influences. They would show me chords and things. That was my guitar education on that end. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I, it just kind of always was there. It was part of the ethos of, uh, of hanging out, was playing music a little bit. Were you the music kid in school? Like, what were you known for? Obviously, you were an athlete, too, but what would you say that in 10th grade people knew Chris Stapleton for? I mean, I played a lot of sports. I probably played more sports than I played music in high school. Uh, that was, you know, uh, that consumed a lot of my time. But I would, you know, I'd sing now and then and do some things, other things, too. So, Are you still a big sports guy? Are you watching, like, all the NFL games right now? Not really. Um I mean, I like to go to sporting events when that opportunity presents itself, baseball games or football games or, you know, anything. I'm a fan of the kind of the fellowship of the whole thing and the energy of the whole thing. It's kind of like live shows. It's the same thing. I don't know, to, to sit around on a TV and watch watch it all the time, I, I, it still does, to this day kind of makes me want to play, you know. <laughs> and so if I can't, if I can't play, I was like, I, I'm not going to watch that. It's going to be a little depressing. Do you have any – I still have injuries, like from me thinking I was an athlete when I was younger and, heck, even a year or so ago. Don't we all? Yeah, do you still have any lingering – because you were actually a really good ball player. Anything lingering with you? A little bit of arthritis in my shoulders. My fingers, none of them are straight. <laughs> but uh, nothing nothing that kills me. What position did you play in high school? Which sport? And football. Linebacker and a fullback uh. and both ways. What is wrong with you? I mean, he's a linebacker and a fullback. Like that, all you're doing is craving violent contact in both of those positions. <laughs> that was that was what I wanted out of it. Oh, that is that is punishment. I played wide receiver and a little bit of corner, and I did not want to get hit at all. And no way, and it, I. <laughs> I wanted no contact whatsoever. You and I would have been the perfect little buddy cop movie. You'd have been the big guy doing all the damage. <laughs> we'll pitch that to somebody. You and I as high school buddy cops. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Chris Stapleton is on with us, and you should probably leave. You know, when you when they made this a single, when you guys made this single, I was so pumped because I've known this song for such a long time. I've seen you play it live so many times. And when, you, when it was on the record, I think I said something to you like, hey, what was the reasoning, you know, what was the motivation on putting it on the record? And then you made it a single. Are you as surprised as 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 I am that this song has just remained so awesome after all these years? Well, you know, I, I have to give credit where credit due. My wife kind of required that this song go on a record. <laughs> She's like, you have to put this on the record. Stop not putting it on a record. <laughs> so, and, that, and that's, you know, that's how it wound up there. But, you know, you have a tendency when you play, have a song or a song's been around a while, that uh, you're like, well, maybe it's maybe it's not sticking or something, but uh, you know, it's kind of had a a cult following on YouTube or whatever, whatever performances are out there before it was on a record. We kind of stacked the deck on putting it on there, I guess. Well, I loved it, and I was pumped to see it on the record, and then pumped to see it as a single, and to see it, you know, here we are going for number one. That's an awesome yeah. deal. Well, Chris, look, I love talking with you. I uh, can't wait to see you again, and congratulations. I mean, I feel like your life is is you showing up to accept awards and then disappearing back into the abyss, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's like, it's like uh, you don't hear, see or hear from Chris in a while, then all of a sudden he's winning like the award for greatest artist of all time, and then he disappears again. Like, it's a pretty good life. Yeah, it's just, it's just that easy, too. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Hey, Chris, great. Congratulations. Great to talk to you. And, you know, love what you do and love how you do it. And hopefully I'll see you soon. 
Bobby, thanks so much, buddy. I hope you're well, and everybody uh, around you is doing, doing well as well. All right, Chris, see you, bud. <laughs> Amy, how well do you think you kept up? You kept up. You kept up with the news this weekend. I mean, kind of, but I don't mm. know if there's a quiz coming. We'll shall, we shall see. All right, it's now time for the pop culture pop quiz. Here we go. See how many you can get. What two teams are going to the Super Bowl? It just happened, Amy. Uh, yeah, just this happened. is a, like something that happened last night, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I saw Walker Hayes post that he performed at the Chiefs game, so I know that's one of the teams, if they won. Don't know. So Chiefs versus um, the, uh, uh, the Bengals or something. Now, the Bengals is right, but it's the Bengals and the Rams. Oh. The, the, the Bengals actually beat the Chiefs, so for them oh. to play again would be like boxing. It'd be like a rematch. Okay. <laughs> that cool. doesn't happen in football. Walker's thing was he was playing the halftime show, and at halftime, you know, all the, the commentators sit around and talk about the game, but Walker's performance was so loud, you couldn't hear the commentators. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, so Patrick Mahomes and all you heard is like, oh, we fancy like Applebee's. <laughs> Um, it was so loud. Like, Walker's having a real moment right now, obviously. Yeah. Like, that song did great. But, like, everything is just coming up wonderful because that was such a viral story yesterday that you couldn't hear the halftime show because of the musical halftime show in the stadium. So, shout out Walker Hey, It's pretty awesome. I was laughing my butt off. Eddie, did you see that? I did see that. And I'm thinking, like, hey, good things happen to good people. Right. Because his <laughs> performance, yeah, like I think you maybe mentioned, it wasn't televised. So it's like. He, oh, it was he, now. Yeah, yeah. So it was a win-win. Uh, Amy, name one of the two comedians who bought an old ferry in New York and are looking to transform it into a live entertainment space. Chris Rock. Mm-mm. Oh. Uh, Pete Davidson and Colin Jost. They bought. An old ferry, massive, and they plan to turn it into like a venue. Oh, cool. All right, next up. Raymundo met a Real Housewives star over the weekend. Mm, yes. Who did he meet? I don't know her name, but I did end up on her page because he tagged her and I went and looked at her and I was like, why have I never heard of this person? Um, yep. Did you see that Lisa Vanderpump <laughs> broke her leg horseback riding? She's a real... <laughs> not, not the question, Amy. Why are you changing the subject? <laughs> okay. Well, she's a housewife. I don't know her name. Like, Cindy. <laughs> Larsa Pippen. That's it. From Real Housewives of Miami. She used to marry to Scotty Pippen back in the day. Okay. Hey, Raymundo, how did you meet Larsa Pippen and how did you know she'd be there? Well, her son plays on the team, so I was just kind of uh, putting it in the universe. I said, I can't wait to meet Larsa Pippen. And then I went onto her Instagram, and she was just randomly at that game. She doesn't even live here, but I saw where she was located in the stands, went and ran up right next to her, quick pick in less than five seconds, and I was back in my seat, went past security. Nobody cared. Was she annoyed at you? No, she loved it. Are you kidding me? She did a little kissy face. Oh, she did? Yeah. yeah. Her son is Scotty Pippen Jr., who plays for Vanderbilt. Okay. Uh, okay. Next up, Amy. Howard Hessman passed away on Saturday due to complications from colon surgery. He was 81 years old. Howard played Dr. Johnny Fever on what TV show? What? <laughs> ER? Mm-mm. As a kid, one of my favorite TV shows. And it was before my day, but I watched it and I've seen every episode. He Does that help? Uh-uh. No, I love He-Haw, too. <laughs> uh, Be- Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh. Is that a hint or the name of the show? <laughs> no, that's the name of the show. It's oh. about a radio station. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> you ever hear that song? Baby, if you ever wondered, um, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. No, I've not heard of that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is it on oh, Netflix? Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. No. Okay. Dr. Oz jumped in to assist a, a guy who had collapsed over the weekend. How does he Dr. run in? Okay, no. I think these are set up now at this point. Yeah. I think Dr. Oz is paying people a few bucks. Hey, man, just fall. Uh, Dr. Oz is currently running for Senate in what state? Yes, yes. I was reading about this, like, but yes. um, like a month ago, so the location is a little <laughs> fuzzy. But something like, where does he even, well, okay, well, I don't know. New York. Incorrect. But he lives, so Connecticut. Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. One of those. Brown tomato, there. tomato. <laughs> um, how many have you gotten right? One? Oh, I don't think I've gotten any right. Oh, none? Right. Okay. Have I? No. I don't th- I don't think so. Uh, Euphoria oh. starrings in what? Yeah, I see people post about this all the time. Never seen it, but it's on HBO Max. Well, you took a big gasp like you watched the show. No, but I'm hopeful. Okay. Euphoria starring Zendaya is back with season two. What network does it air? HBO Max. Yeah. You got one. Uh, finally, what city is the Super Bowl in? Um, the game is <laughs> Sunday, February 13th. And Super Bowl ads are going to cost $6.5 million or something like that. I did read that. But like, as for the city? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tampa. <laughs> that's a good guess. What is it? Now, you're confusing the Super Bowl for the Raging Idiots playing Strawberry <laughs> Festival. That's right. In Plant City, Florida, coming up March 12th. Um, no, the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Okay. Which the Rams are playing in the Super Bowl. So it's kind of a home game, except, well, the Rams don't have a lot of fans. I'll be honest with yeah. you. So, all right, Amy, you didn't win, but you also didn't lose because there is no winner or loser in this game. Okay, good. That feels good. <laughs> but I do need to feel like I need to keep up on pop culture. Okay, there you go. Oh. Thank you. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So thanks to a good Samaritan and a group of police officers, a woman survived getting trapped underneath her SUV. Yeah, she got out of her car. She forgot to put it in park. And oh, then it no, rolled, rolled over. over her. And she's 70 years old. Oof. And her arm and her leg, they were trapped. But her neighbor, Kyle, jumped into action, got a jack to try to, like, lift it up. And then police officers rolled up. All of this is caught on body cam footage. And they rescued her. They lifted up the The fact SUV. that she didn't die because the car ran over her, I don't care if you're 70 or 25. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's lucky to begin with. That's and how. And that somebody yeah. saw it happen. Yeah. And we were able to hop out. What are you going to say? That's how my grandpa died. Well, why do we have to go there? Oh well, I didn't know him. I didn't even know him. My dad was actually uh, like one month old or something. It was 1941 in Dilly, Texas. And my grandpa was a watermelon farmer and he was unloading watermelons from the back of the truck. Somehow it lost, like it was kind of on a hill and the car, the truck started to reverse and he got trapped underneath and it rolled over and killed him. And what was this segment? Just tell me something bad. Oh, sorry. I mean, good. <laughs> sorry. I mean, tell me something good. No, it makes this even more special. Yeah. She mm. survived. Sorry, Amy. Oh, Amy, we're sorry, Amy. <laughs> Why well, I, I didn't? I mean, yeah. So then my grandma ended up being okay. all, raising all the kids alone. My dad was the last one of like seven. She was a chicken farmer. 
my dad hated chicken the rest of his life. Now she's just going. Okay, hey, that's a great story. They saved the lady. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, everybody? We did finish watching Ozark over the weekend, the first half of the first season. Are you done, Amy? Yes, I'm done. It's great, huh? Yeah, no, I was really sad that now we have to wait again for the rest of the season. Ugh. Yeah, but only till like May or June. They split it up because of like award season, so it's not like a whole year. Oh, okay, good. But like really one of the best seasons. So, And if you love Ozark like Amy and I do, go to Friday's podcast. We did a whole interview with Laura Lenny, who plays Wendy Bird. It's like 20 minutes long. So really great. So check that out. Just search for The Bobby Bone Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, news time. Let's go. Bobby's Big Stories. All right, we mentioned the Bengals and the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Amy, can you name either one of the quarterbacks? No. Nope. (laughs) I'm not even going to (laughs) try. Because all the quarterbacks I know are Patrick Mahomes. Not it. Tom Brady. Not it. Dirty Burger. Not it. He's retiring, right? Maybe. Ben Roethlisberger's retiring. Um, That's all I know. Those are the only, uh, how about Dak Prescott? Do you know who that is? Maybe he's for the Cowboys, I guess. You know but him. I know him, but I wouldn't have thought of him. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow is the quarterback for the Bengals. Matthew Stafford is the quarterback for the Rams. Hmm, good for them. Nothing? Yeah, no. Another quarterback, Tom Brady, is planning to retire after 22 NFL seasons, if you believe what ESPN says, which, by the way, I do. I yeah. think they know something. What I'm hearing, too, is that Tom Brady's $15 million. He's not going to get if he retires before this weekend. He has an extra $15 million Wow. Bucks. Yeah. So, so he's going to wait it out a little bit and then retire? I think he's got to, yeah, yeah, basically. Of course. And he probably wants to announce it himself for the most part. But the story is Tom Brady hasn't decided if he's retiring yet. There are reports that he's due $15 million and a bonus on Friday. But if he retires before then, he doesn't get it. <laughs> so he's waiting until then to hang it up. Uh, but it looks like Tom Brady's retiring, and good for him. He's the greatest quarterback by far to ever do it. Uh, pretty exciting that you got to watch him play, even if you hated him, because there are people that hated Michael Jordan who now just go, yeah, I saw Michael Jordan play back in the day. You know, you got to see the greatest play. It's pretty cool. So Tom Brady is most likely retiring. That's the first story. Amy, do you care about that? Yeah. I mean, do you, sure. Do you I, know what team he played on last? Yes, Tampa Bay. That's Buccaneers, right. Good job. and he pre, before that he was uh, at the Patriots. He was at the Patriots with Bill right. Belichick. <laughs> wow. I mean, the one football player I probably know the most about would be Tom Brady. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, a federal judge in Oklahoma on Friday resentenced Tiger King Joe Exotic to 21 years in prison, oh. reducing his punishment by just a year after an appeals court ordered a new sentence. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Joe Exotic was sentenced in January 2020 to 22 years in prison after he was convicted of trying to hire two different men to kill animal welfare activist and fellow Tiger King star Carol Baskin. I mean, this guy... Wild. ...got extremely famous... And that was his goal, but didn't get to celebrate any of it because he was in prison. Now, I don't think he should get to celebrate it. If he really did do this, and obviously the courts think he did, then he shouldn't get to celebrate it. But, I mean, his whole goal, if you watch that show, was just to be famous. He tried everything. And he finally gets it once he's in jail, and then he can't get out. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's from NBC News. And finally, a man from Virginia was arrested after he crashed his vehicle into Taylor Swift's townhome in New York. Ripped out the intercom and then tried to get inside. Wow. Morgan Mank, 31 years old, drove down the wrong way on Franklin Street about 3 a.m. 
and then reportedly reversed and struck the building and a fire hydrant. TMZ reported Mank was mumbling about Swift as he pulled at the intercom. Police responded to a 911 call and arrested him. He was taken to New York Downtown Hospital. He faces DWI charges. That is from FoxNY.com. Yeah, and that's why they need security people. All it takes is one crazy person one time, and someone could be badly injured or killed. One crazy person one time. That's all it takes. And that guy definitely met the criteria. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Earlier, we were talking to Eddie about babysitters, and Eddie's got a a new babysitter that said, hey, pay us whatever you want. Right, Eddie? Yeah, like you name the price, whatever you feel is right. Whatever you want. Just So Eddie's like, okay, a quarter. <laughs> like, why would I go high? Let's go low. So we just started talking for a second about how much you pay a babysitter. Uh, Holly in Colorado is on the phone right now. Hi, Holly. Good morning. What do you want to say? Good morning. I would like to say that we, I work at a nonprofit preschool, and we pay our teachers between 14 and $18 an hour to watch 14 children. Ooh. Okay. So I think it's insane that people are wanting $20, $24 an hour to babysit poor children. I think probably the reason is because there's not near as much work. You don't get to work 8, 9, 10 hours a day to do that. And also, a lot of the times, it's like last minute. Like, we need a babysitter. I'm not justifying the pay. I have no idea what a babysitter should be paid. I don't have any babies. Uh, but I would think that that's probably why that rate is higher. But I also think the teacher should be paid higher, right? I don't think we should penalize babysitters because we should pay teachers more. Like, when I get in the office, all teachers, you get a, get a raise. Day I go in office. Woo! You know how they do that first 100 days, Amy? And they're like, the first 100 days, I'm doing this, this, and this. First 100 minutes. Every teacher gets a raise. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I have no idea how to I'm do sure that, it's but that still. Easy. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be on the agenda. That's right. So, two things I want to say about that call, uh, Holly. In theory, I agree, but I don't think we should keep babysitters' money down because teachers' money's down because teachers' money should be higher. And then also, I think babysitters a lot of times are called last minute, and that's uh, hazard pay. Uh, thoughts on that, Holly? I don't disagree. I do agree that teachers don't get paid as much as they should. I also don't think parents realize how low teachers actually get paid. I agree. I don't think just people in general understand how little teachers get and how much we depend on them, yet we're still throwing nickels at them and being like, hey, you should just be happy. Oh. That's right. What, Amy? You know what they should do is they should have, like, uh, lawmakers go to schools in their area and they have to be teacher for a day. Love it. And then they'll see what it's like. And then they'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to race. (laughs) You know, I would say a teacher for a day would be like a fun uh, field trip more than to see how hard it is because you can do anything for a day. I think, like I have friends that grew up Mormon and before they were able to go to college, they had to go and do a couple of years. I think before you do, you should do a year as a teacher. Not one day, Amy. That's my point here. I just Not one day. You you do a year so you can actually see. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have other work to do, but yeah. yeah. Shout shout out to all of our (laughs) teachers out there. Hey, thank you very much. And I hope you have an awesome day, Holly. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go over and talk to Sarah in Ohio. Sarah, good morning. Thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. 
I just wanted to comment. I am paying for full-time babysitting for my daughter while we are at work. And I am paying $900 a month, $50 a day. So I'm paying more in babysitting than my mortgage. Mm. Why do you think that is? And do you think it's worth it if you're getting somebody good? Quality definitely measures up. Like, she is phenomenal. She's the best babysitter I could ask for. And that's why I don't have a problem paying that much. But I just struggle to wrap my head around, like, $50 $50 a day for one kid. Well, yeah. like imagine if they have multiples. So are you working eight hour days? Yeah. So she's getting six twenty five an hour. Love it. Yeah, that's right up I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> so, you know. Is, is that what you're doing? You do math on your phone right there? Me? Your yeah. calculator? Yeah. I noticed Amy grabbed her phone and started yeah. typing something in. Either she was hot about a text or she was doing some math right then. Uh, Sarah, thank you for your call. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Man, if I hired a babysitter, I'd have cameras and every teddy bear. I'd have cameras in the corner. I'd be watching it. I, I do that with this room when mm-hmm. I'm gone, just to watch you guys. Oh, you do? So can you, yeah, yeah, you guys have no idea. <laughs> Alright, let's check in. What's the haps? Hey! Hey! What's the haps? I'll go first because I was really sick over the weekend. I'm talking about so sick that I've just been sitting here in this chair doing the show, and I'm already exhausted just from sitting here. Like, you know when you're on the bounce back and it takes you about, I don't know, five seconds to be tired again? Like, that's where I am. So sick that there were times where I was so sick over the weekend that I was just thinking about the good old days of not being sick. Like, that's how sick I was. That I was only reminiscing about the times I wasn't sick. Ah. (laughs) I've been there. And I I would get upset at myself for not taking advantage of all the times I wasn't sick. Like, that's how sick I was. Where I would go, oh, you're such an idiot. All those times you weren't sick, you didn't even appreciate it. Uh, But we finished Ozark. We played a lot of cards. I have two buddies that were in a Madden football league together, and we play. But I struggled all weekend long. I, I wasn't sure if I'd be. We, I checked for COVID. Listen, I did rapid test after rapid test. I did the PCR test. Um, apparently, it's not COVID. Thought it was for a long time. So I was just staying away from everybody. But I'm in my home studio now, and everybody else is in the studio, uh, it, you know, like in, in Nashville. But Mike D's in here with me, braving the element that I will not get him sick. But I did test again this morning, negative. So uh, that's what's up. I wish I had a cool story, but I've just been sick all weekend long. So sick that I couldn't even do my Bobbycast episode, which I have songwriters come over to the house or artists, and we do like these hour-long interviews, and Eddie filled in for me, like came over to the house and did the, did it. I didn't see him, but did it for me. I really appreciate that. Eddie did a great yeah. job. Well, what I hear now is that I did such a good job that I might be doing all of them from here on out. That's That'd what they awesome. tell me. <laughs> hey, I would love it. <laughs> have at it, buddy. No, I'm good. There, there you go. Uh, but check out the latest Bobby cast. Eddie filled in. But yeah, I was just wildly sick. So that that's my what's the haps. Hey. Hey, what's the haps? Amy. Well, my daughter finally had her school dance. The one with the oh, whole yeah. chaperoning discussion. And we ended up splitting up the chaperoning duties. My husband ended up going and did it there did the thing he even sent me insider footage of the kids dancing so I felt like I was kind of there but we just felt like it was good to split it up and she was totally cool with it he even drove her there with another one of her friends and she had the best time it was her first ever school dance she she sore the next day like yesterday she was like I'm so sore from all the dancing and she told me apparently she won the limbo contest okay <laughs> so, yeah that's probably why she's sore that yeah. limbo imagine if we 
did limbo. We wouldn't come to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how low I could go, but that happened and it went well. So now that it, since it was good, now we're in chaperoning all the dances. Well, you both didn't go though. I think. Oh, that was better. No, I don't think you're in. I think you've met your quota of dances to chaperone. Now you don't need to chaperone anymore. I think it's the opposite. Oh, I thought because it went well, it's like, oh, this is just the norm. No, okay. I don't think that's it at all. No, no, no. All right, thank you. Hey, hey what's the hatch? Eddie, what's going on with you, buddy? Well, it's a bad day of sports this weekend, and I'm not talking about Kansas City Chiefs. I'm talking about my boys' basketball teams. I have two of my boys, my six-year-old and my eight-year-old, and they're in two different teams, and they both lost, which is a big deal because they were going into this weekend undefeated, Bones, and I just found out my kids... They don't take loss very well. Like one of my boys cried for like an hour after the game. Oh, oh does he I, want it, you to say that? It co- well, I don't. Who knows? <laughs> but it called for like a pep talk. I had to sit them down and be like, "Boys, it's not about the wins and the losses. It's about how you take the wins and losses." And now we're going to work harder because next week we're going to get them even better. We're going to win next week, and they got pumped up. They started practicing, and we're ready. That sounds like a terrible pep talk. Like I've heard yeah, some really bad no, pep talk. That doesn't. <laughs> Uh, boys, it's not how you, if you win or lose, it's how you take the win or lose. Yeah. I'd be like, what What does that even mean, Dad? I, I said, look, hey, that means you have to work harder, and next yeah. week we're going to dominate these teams. And they said, okay. okay, let's go. That makes a little more sense. Well, you weren't there, Bones, okay? I was trying to paraphrase. Yeah. Well, you did a bad yeah. job paraphrasing. <laughs> Wait, can we all also take a moment to see how Eddie says defeated? Say what they were what? Defeated. Oh, that's not. He said undefeated. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that picked up Sometimes on that. Sometimes the Spanish and my Mexican background. <laughs> okay. Okay. Undefeated. Okay. <laughs> Und- okay. Thank you, uh, Eddie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's the hatch? Well, a couple weeks ago, I had a run-in with a, one of my neighbors. I still had my Christmas lights on. And he stopped me, and he was like, hey, you know, there's a you know energy shortage, and you really should take down your Christmas lights. Well, had another run-in with him this weekend, a.k.a. he ran away from me. I was out in the front yard with the kids kicking the soccer ball, and I see him walking up, and he's about a house, two houses away, and he gets off the sidewalk, crosses the street, and goes on the other sidewalk. <laughs> Didn't want to talk to me again. Didn't want to face think- me. You think he did it on purpose, or was he just going that direction? Right. Oh, I think he was intimidated. I think he saw me outside <laughs> and was like, man, I don't want to have to talk to this guy again about his Christmas lights, and I don't want him to say anything to me. So he ran like a little chicken across the street and kept on walking. Does he know you're on the radio? No, I don't think. I mean, I have no idea. I've no, I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him. I don't know what house he lives in. You think maybe he heard his own voice on the radio? <laughs> Oh, that's true. Lunchbox brought in a clip. Yes, I know. I mean, could have. I mean, I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about this guy. Like, I mean, it's not someone like he's probably 20 years older than me, I would say. I would guess just looking at him. He could probably beat you up, huh? No, guy. I mean, come on. I think, guys, I think he's probably just crossing the street. Yeah, probably. I don't think he's intimidated by Lunchbox. Not at all. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let us know how that turns out, Lunchbox. I will. Are you, have you taken your lights down? No, I'm still going. <laughs> there you go. Like, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of leaving them up. Yeah, they come on at 5 o'clock said, every day. When do you plan to take them down? I don't know. Maybe February. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to prove oh, a point. If you last until March, that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, February is only how many days? 28? I mean, I could probably go an extra 28. Yeah, oh, true. man, that would be so funny. Is there a like a fine by your HOA? No, I don't have an HOA. No HOA. Awesome. Yeah. I do what Man, I want. I, I run that neighborhood. Okay. 
clearly. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of this. I just wish we had pic- we could post pictures, but we can't because then everybody would be going to Lunchbox's house. Yeah. All right, thank you. There you go. Hey. Hey, what's the hatch? Uh, something else happened over the weekend. We mentioned that Walker Hayes was playing the halftime uh, of the Chiefs and the Bengals, and it was so loud that the guys talking about the game could barely be heard. I do want to play you a clip here. This is... Uh, on CBS halftime, they're like, "All right, Chuck, how you think about the game?" But all you can hear is Walker singing over the top. Go ahead. Nobody open, but he is able to move outside. <laughs> Who cares what they're saying? <laughs> so funny. And as I was watching it, I mean, I almost had tears in my eyes. <laughs> Because you just knew that was going to be viral again. I mean, Walker can't help but go viral constantly. It's so funny. So that happened. And then we had a lot of listeners reach out and go, hey, since Walker played the halftime show of the Chiefs and the Bengals, does Lunchbox still think he's more famous than Walker Hayes? Yes. Just because he played doesn't mean people know who he is. He played the halftime show. Of yeah, yeah. Okay, he played the halftime show. Guess the what? The AFC Championship, one I, round before the Super Bowl. And guess what? It's not really televised, so you don't really know who that. You don't know who's playing. You just hear music in the background, like, "Oh my gosh, who is this guy?" Like, I'm trying to listen to Phil Sims. Like, come on. You still think you're more famous than Walker Hayes? That yes. blows my mind. Like, he you got know, you asked know what to play the a, halftime show. You know what happens at a stadium at halftime? People go get drinks and go to the bathroom. No one's watching them. Okay, but what did you do at halftime? You probably had a drink in your own house and nobody paid you to perform. No, I actually I took a 20-minute nap because I was tired, and so I, I knew halftime was something I didn't need to watch. So I didn't realize all this went down. But, yes, I woke up to everybody going, did you see Walker A's at halftime? I'm like, no, I took a 20-minute nap. Guys, come on. All right. Has he moved into your top 25 yet? No. Is he close? Uh, he's probably like 31, maybe. Okay. okay. The, uh, others receiving votes? That's what he's in? Yeah, he, he had not, not made the polls, but, you know, got some yeah. votes. A uh, former manager in a, at an Amazon warehouse in Charlotte pleaded guilty to stealing more than $273,000 in merchandise over a 15-month span. He'd accessed the company's computers and had stuff sent to his home address. Legit. How I mean, bur- no, not no, legit because he got caught. Well, so it wasn't even like legitimately good at stealing. But brave, dumb. From WSOCTV.com, Douglas Wright, 27, accepted the charge of mail fraud up until 2021, he misused his position as an operations manager to get in the company's computers and send merchandise to his home address. That sounds so dumb to send stuff to your home. Yeah, I got to get a P.O. box. Right targeted specific products like internal hard drives, processors, and graphic processing units. He told the court he would then sell the stolen merchandise for a profit to a computer wholesale company in California. His sentencing date has not yet been set. Wow. But that's some serious $273,000. Like, they're not just going to go slap on the wrist community service for that. That's that's real jail time. You think that's legit, Lunchbox? I mean, listen, sometimes I think you come up with creative things. That That is something I would never think of, but he did make the mistake of going straight to his house. It's sort of like when I was a kid and I would throw tennis balls at cars, and my dad would be like, hey, idiots, why are you doing that in front of our house? Why don't you go down the street and do it? And I was like, great point. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Except okay, for that's hey. also really dangerous to throw balls at cars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's also dumb to steal $273,000 of equipment, first of all, because they're going to catch you eventually. Mm-hmm. Second of all, to send it to your house. And you know the thousands upon thousands of people that work for Amazon? This guy's probably not the only one doing it, and all the mm-hmm. other ones they're doing here are, like, so mad at him. They're like, ugh. Now we have to stop. <laughs> to get us all now we can't it. steal. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> 
Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Virginia. A 42-year-old mother was upset because they were having a board meeting about whether students were going to have to wear masks or not. She got up at the podium and she said, listen, if my kid has to wear a mask, I'm bringing every single gun loaded to the school and you better be ready. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's tough because you should never say that. No. Like, ever. Mask or not. No matter how passionate you <laughs> are. Ever. That's just something you don't say. You're bringing loaded guns to the school. Wow. No. I saw this, so she got in trouble, sort of. Yeah, she got arrested for making an oral threat on school property. But didn't she just go, I'm sorry, and they let her go? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever heard oral threat before. Uh- you know, I think maybe they should say a threat by mouth. Or, I don't verbal? know. I don't know. I don't know. Oral threat. I don't, it doesn't. It feels weird. Maybe like a spoken threat. Yeah, verbal. 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 Threat. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe Lunchbox has made that up. It says it right here in the story. It sounds like one, of those, one charged... of those movies when you're scrolling in like the six hundreds of your cable. <laughs> That's not right. And it's like oral threat. I should not watch it. Interesting. I want to get off that. Okay, is that it, Lunchbox? That's it. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. There's so many places you could be. But you're here with us. We love it. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. Three to one. Action. Number three. An elementary school teacher in Florida found out that only two of her students had ever seen snow before. I mean, because it's Florida. So she got her sister in Kentucky to pack a box with ice and overnight a small snowman to her. It worked. The snowman showed up intact. Here's the teacher, Robin Hughes, talking about why she did it. Anything I can do as a teacher to bring joy to the classroom and also teach them a little something, then it makes it all worth it. And my sister was just the, the greatest partner in crime to help me do that. So he was perfect. I love the effort, but you probably could have just went to a snow cone stand, you know, made, made a little <laughs> one there. Number two. Footage of an Amazon driver in Indiana is going viral after he noticed a little old lady having a hard time getting to her mailbox in the snow. So he stopped delivering packages, grabbed a shovel, and shoveled her driveway for her. Like a good human, like a good citizen, that's a good story. Number one. A guy in Alabama was renovating a house he bought and found a wedding ring under the carpeting. Turns out the couple who sold him the house lost it and hadn't seen it for over 30 years. They're both in their 90s now. They're both still alive. He found them, and they now have their wedding ring back. That's a pretty cool story. That was the Good News Countdown. And that is the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.